The sermon title today is The Two Faces of Gospel Partnership. And we're going to be reading Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 19. Starting in verse 10. I rejoice in the Lord greatly now that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. <clears throat> and now that I am speaking of being in need, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share in my trouble, and you, Philippians, yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice, acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this passage. We ask that you'd open our hearts to continue worshiping you through learning the truth of your word. Help us to be inspired by it and changed by it. Help there be something in today's message for everybody that we can all grow and be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so the two faces of gospel partnership. In other, in other words, the two perspectives of gospel partnership. There's the perspective of those that are out there on the front lines, leading the effort, doing the work. And there are those from the perspective that are behind the scenes supporting them. One is not better than the other. They're partners. They're equals. And we can broaden this to not just be about missionary work. And it's also not just about financial support. We're going to discuss all that. But this morning, we're going to look at the first perspective, the perspective of us as a church supporting frontline workers, whether it's missionaries or church planters or other kinds of ministry leaders, as a church partnering with them. Now, you might remember from the introduction to this letter we did that Paul came to Philippi during his second missionary journey. After he parted ways with Barnabas, he was with Silas. And this is in your worship guide questions. He was with Silas. He also picked up Timothy along the way. And they likely had others with them as well. And so in Acts 16, they came to Philippi and they found some women praying outside the city. Lydia was one of them, and Lydia opened her home to them. Not only that, but the church began meeting in her home. And so since that time, Paul has maintained a very tender relationship with this church. 
like we saw at the beginning in Philippians 1 verse 3, where Paul says, I thank my God and all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. So like I said back then, when he says partnership, he is talking about financially, but it's not just financial partnership. It's definitely not about your regular giving to your own local church you're a member of. That also is important, but, oh, thank you for that. <laughs> that is important, giving to your local church is important, but when Paul talks about partnership here, he's talking about something else. It's more about giving time, talents, and treasure to partner with people who are advancing the gospel. And that's also in your study notes. That the, what Paul has in mind when talking about partnership is giving time and talent and treasure. So part of that is financial, but not just financial. To partner with people who are advancing the gospel. In this church in Philippi, they had partnered with Paul in this way from the very first day. Well, how might you ask on the very first day? Well, through Lydia, because on the very first day they ministered there, Lydia said, come back to my home. And she immediately supported them by giving them a place to stay, as well as opening up her home for the church to meet there. So from the very first day the church existed in Philippi, they were supporting and partnering with Paul's team in his gospel endeavors. And remember, Paul didn't always live this way everywhere like he did in Philippi. In Corinth, he was a tent maker. He um, made tents to make a living, and he told Corinth it was so that the gospel wouldn't be hindered there. So in certain places, Paul worked for himself to not be a hindrance. And in other places, he felt like, well, Lydia's offering. I'll go ahead and take her up on that. And so... The point there is that Paul is sensitive to the area he was ministering to, and God led him to operate in different ways, in different places. Just like how Lindsay and I have told you we feel like our calling here is to plant a church and not receive money for it. That doesn't mean that others that are here planting churches, receiving money, are doing it wrong. Different callings, different strokes for different folks. Um, no right or wrong way, it is about calling. But just because we don't receive financial benefit from this church doesn't mean that you can't support us and partner with us in this ministry like you do. And we've been grateful for, especially in this time, how you've partnered with us and supported us through um, our recent issues. Every encouraging word and act you do is uh, really a blessing. So as we go through these verses today, through this kind of two-part series on gospel partnership, I want us to have a couple of different perspectives in mind. The first one, like I've said, as a church, supporting the one that is planting you. Just like a church in Philippi supported Paul, from the very first day they supported him as their church planter and his team. And like I said, even though Lindsay and I don't take money, that doesn't mean you can't partner in this work and support us in other ways like you do. So I'm not saying this because you're not doing it. It's just we're here in the Bible, and I want to teach you what I think God wants you to hear from this passage 
And some of you are doing that more than others, but you are doing that. And so this isn't like a scolding thing, but this is part of the perspective is as we're going through talking about partnership, one of the areas of partnership is a local church planter planting a church and you supporting that effort in some way through time, talent, treasure. That's one perspective. Other perspective is a church, as a church, supporting other missionaries. And I say other missionaries, just by the way, because church planting is missionary work. I know some don't see it that way. Some would rather define missionary work as, well, you've got to go overseas if you're a missionary. You've got to be flying to a different continent and speaking another language. And that's what a missionary is. But that's not true because Paul called his own travels missionary journeys. And as you can see, where Judea and Jerusalem is, a lot of the places he planted churches were within walking distance, speaking the same language, in the same culture, and only a few times did they take a boat beyond that. But all of that was missionary journey. So I define missionaries, uh, missionary work as, and this is in your study guide as well, someone who goes anywhere to bring the gospel and plant a church. That's what a missionary is. You're bringing the gospel to plant a church there. But that isn't the only kind of gospel partnership. So the first perspective was partnering with that. This perspective is partnering with other missionaries. Because churches shouldn't just support their own missionary church planter. They should be supporting missionaries who plant churches elsewhere. Like how we support the Dentes in Paris and the Gabellos in Papua New Guinea. Know that part of the money you give when you give to this church, part of it goes directly to those missionaries every month. We support them every month from this church. So we've partnered with them, which is a great thing. So have that in mind as well. So the first perspective is supporting the church planting missionary among you. Second perspective, supporting other missionaries. And then the third perspective from this passage is being supported by churches. You might find yourself in a situation where churches have partnered with you and some ministry you're a part of. An example, as I'm looking back, I'm just thinking of present age, right? That was a, a parachurch thing where churches would partner with present age ministries and become part of that work. So you don't necessarily have to be a church planter to benefit from partnerships that churches might be involved in with you. And we're going to talk about the, the right perspective to have if you are that person and you're receiving those partnerships. That'll be more next week. So, okay, starting in verse 10, I'm going to be just highlighting the portions that have to do with the first two perspectives from the church's side, partnering with others. So in this one, verse 10, Paul says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. He says revived, which is interesting. We've already seen that this church supported Paul since the beginning. But there was apparently some period of time where this support was either blocked or hindered. And we don't know why. It could be the church didn't always know where Paul was, and so they couldn't send someone to help, or they couldn't send um, any kind of financial help. Or it could be that there were logistical problems when he was overseas. They couldn't quite make it work. Who knows? Either way... We know they weren't at fault for it because Paul says here they just had no opportunity. So they didn't stop supporting because they got lazy or they stopped caring. They just didn't have opportunity. And so 
from the perspective of the church supporting gospel efforts, it's important that people don't feel forgotten. So when this church, for a time, couldn't support Paul, he didn't feel forgotten. He knew they were concerned for him. He said in verse 10, you were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. That's, that's a different thing. If you can't in some way support for a period of time with either time, talent, or treasures, you can at least reach out or say something or let them, I'm praying for you or share some kind of concern so they're not forgotten about. And that's really important. And obviously with Lindsay and me going through the kind of unfathomable mess that you don't really know what it's like till you've gone through it, and hopefully you don't go through it, um, but I can imagine that you might think at times, what can I possibly offer to help? Where you might think there's no opportunity or they just need space or whatever. It's not true. Um, and honestly, whenever any of you have sent an encouraging message, it means a ton. Um, because even if we can't respond, in the chaos of all we're going through, just seeing that no, makes us feel like we're not forgotten. And that means a lot. But I can also say from a different perspective, let's say this church did give us a paycheck. Let's say that we were paid to do this. Imagine we got our paycheck every month, but there was otherwise no real relationship. I'd preach on Sundays. I'd shake your hand afterwards. We'd go our separate ways, and you wouldn't hear from me, and I wouldn't hear from you. Would that be enough? Would that be a partnership? I don't think it would be. And I can also give an example of uh, when I was a missionary overseas in Germany, there were some churches who gave us money, and there were some individuals who gave us money. Um, and that obviously meant a great deal because we were really broke. <laughs> and they, we really were turning our couches over to look for change to make it through the month. We literally were at the end most months. So it meant a lot. But if it was just money we got and no relationship, it would have felt very lonely. What was even more valuable was when we would get emails back from our newsletter. Hey, I read your newsletter. Praying for you. Because, you know, you write those things. You don't get a response. You wonder, are they even reading them? Do they even know what I'm going through? So getting that response back or having somebody come and visit meant a great deal because it meant they see me, they know me, they actually care about me. It's not just a, here's your check. So as a church, you know, we support these missionaries. And yes, we do send them money, but that's not the only kind of way we should be supporting them. Because they might still feel forgotten. Who knows how often they're getting emails from people. And so it's a great thing to correspond with missionaries, to get their newsletter and reply to them, letting them know they're prayed for. I do this, and I've encouraged you to, and I would just challenge you, if you haven't done it, why haven't you done it? We've got missionaries that we support. It's not hard to receive an email once a month, and you could read over it, and you could say back, hey, I read your newsletter. I'm praying for you. That means the world to missionaries who are out there like by, by necessity among very few Christians. Otherwise, why are they there? So they need encouragement. They need fellowship. And if we always assume someone else is doing it, maybe no one's doing it. So again, let me know, and I will. it gets you on their newsletters. 
Because you should be, as a church, we are partnering with them. Money you're giving is going to them, and you might as well know what's happening with your money. So it's a great blessing, and you should be part of it. And again, we get to see, here's some pictures of the, the Gabellos. We're going to see them March 16th, and I can't wait for them to actually. They're going to come here, and they're going to show way more pictures than this, sharing their story, sharing probably, I'm going to ask him to read some Bible, because he's been translating the Bible into this language that nobody else knows. It's a unique language, so he's translating. I'm going to have him read some Bible verses that he's translated and talk about that and talk about the medical stuff they're offering and what their needs are and meet their kids. Um, so excited. And so it's March 16th, and I would challenge every one of you, put it on your calendars and do not miss it. And if you have to work, do not work. Come instead, sacrifice for this, because these people are sacrificing everything, and I would love for them to meet all of you, for you to meet them, and to be excited to put a face behind where part of your money is going. Because it is a partnership. They are our missionaries. We support them. Their work is our work. Their fruit is our fruit. It's a, it's a real partnership. Okay, so verse 14, Paul says, and I'm skipping ahead again because we're going to do a two-part on this, so I'm focusing today on the perspectives of the church and the partnership. He says in verse 14, Yet it was kind of you to share in my trouble. So Paul had some troubles, as we know from reading Acts and his other letters. He just finished saying in verses 11 through 13 about learning to be content in all things. So he's not complaining, but he certainly had trouble. And this church shared in that trouble with him and how they supported him. And that's part of what partnership means. It's not just supporting them financially. It's not just helping out in some way. It's actually taking on their troubles. It's taking on that missionary or that church planter as a real partner. And from their perspective or from the church's perspective, you're really sharing in the work with them in the highs and the lows. Their highs are your highs. Their lows are your lows. Their victories are your victories. Their struggles are your struggles. They're, they're not alone. You're in it with them. You're partnering with them. You're sharing in their trouble. And this is why, as a church, I do want to support missionaries directly. You know, a lot of Baptist churches, they just give to the general fund. And we do that as well. We give to the cooperative program, and part of that goes to their missions group. And the Baptists have, i got to say, an, an amazing missions program. If I had known back when I was a missionary about this program, I would have totally done that. The International Missions Board is such a great... March 16th. March 16th. Yes. Um, if I had known back then what the IMB offered... I would have totally applied to be part of that program. So it's a great thing, and so it's good to give to that program, but I think churches also need to be more directly involved with missionaries because it puts a more tangible sense of what they're doing and what the fruit is, what the, what the results are. So um, let me think, where was I? Sam's question threw me off. 14. Verse 14, right. So I want our church to have this understanding of truly a, a partnership in the gospel, sharing the work with missionaries directly, not just through the cooperative program. Verse 15, Paul says, And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, 
you sent me help for my needs once and again. You know, we often look back on someone like Paul and we think how amazing he was. We can't wait to meet him in heaven one day. He's like one of our role models. He's like an idol, like, oh man, the Apostle Paul, you know, if I could have just met him or followed him around. So much he wrote has become part of our Bibles, you know, so we have this high respect for St. Paul, for the Apostle Paul. And yet there were times when he was essentially alone. I mean, he had his team with him. They were serving together. But as far as those churches he planted, and he planted many churches, there were times when just one was supporting him. Granted, there were times of persecution. And yet Paul himself, think of this. Do you remember in Acts when those Prophets came to Antioch and said, there's going to be a famine, and then Paul and Barnabas go out, and they're collecting funds from all the churches to go to Jerusalem to deliver the money there so they could distribute money to those in need. And there were times when Paul's passing through all these churches, and he knows that only one supported him when he was in need. Of all those that he planted, now he's collecting money for others, and they hadn't even given him money. If we always think somebody else is doing it, sometimes nobody's doing it. And it's not like it was always that way. There were other churches who supported Paul, but there were times, he says here, that it was just them. That's pretty crazy. So It it can become easy also to take people for granted or assume that they have what they need or that, that I possibly couldn't help in some way, I've got nothing to offer. And again, like if everyone thinks that way, maybe no one's doing anything, and we shouldn't be like that as a church. I would rather us be first in line. It's a phrase that I'm coining. I'm not sure what to do with it yet. I'm thinking of making that the name of our missions thing, you know, first in line, they're having our missions there, because I want that to be in our mind, like, when you're so excited to get a new product that you're first in line, I want us to have that attitude towards how we partner with others in the, in the gospel, to be eager to help, to be first, not just to think someone else has probably got that, so I don't need to get involved. Think instead, I wonder if even one person has reached out to that missionary this month. There are times when missionaries go a month without hearing anything from anybody. Months go by without hearing anything from anybody for some missionaries. And it can become lonely. And so I'd encourage you to start thinking this way towards missionaries and towards your church planner as well, towards us, to to reach out occasionally. How you doing? Thinking about you, praying about you, like you have been doing. That's one way you can partner with us in this work is to not assume that we always have everything under control, that we're always okay but to be first in line. And again, not because you're not doing this, but because I feel like this is what God is saying in this text. We should have that attitude of being first in line. And he says in verse 6 there, once and again, they continually helped. It wasn't a one-time thing. It was continually. And it reminds me of that verse in Galatians 6, verse 9, let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So there's, there's a sense of like when you're going to support a missionary, you might think, well, I'm going to do one big thing, and then that's, I'm good for a while. Let's, let's do it once and again. Keep supporting, keep reaching out, keep ministering, keep partnering over and over again. 
be eager, be first in line. Okay, so why? Why do this? Why partner with people who are spreading the gospel? What's in it for me? In this text, it seems like there's three benefits to partnering in the gospel from the church's perspective. And I mean you, because you are the church. From your perspective as a church, partnering in the gospel has these three benefits. The first one, verse 17, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. What does he mean by that? What's increasing to your credit when you partner in the gospel with somebody? It means that whatever fruit that has is now also your fruit. We've got to see it that way. And that's why it's, it's, when I talk about the missionaries, I say there are missionaries. They aren't just the missionaries. There are missionaries. We're supporting them. Their work is our work because their fruit is our fruit. When you partner with someone, it increases to your credit. And when we're in heaven one day, we're going to meet a whole bunch of people we never came in contact with that are the fruit of our ministry. When we partnered with others and their ministry, it became our ministry. So that's, that's one, one benefit is it increases to your credit. Another benefit, and honestly, Paul, this shouldn't have come second. A fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. God is pleased by that. It says clearly in the Bible, when you partner with others in the gospel, that God sees that as a sacrifice, a fragrant offering, acceptable and pleasing. It gives him joy. It makes him happy. It glorifies him. So you want to make God happy? Partner with others in the gospel. Third benefit, my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God will reward you when you partner with others in gospel ministry. As you provide for the needs of others, especially in terms of gospel partnership, God will supply your needs. And just to remind you again, this doesn't just mean financially. I like that, that, that time, talent, and treasure thing. It could be you're giving time to help in some way. It could be you're giving your skills, your talents in some way to help them. It could be you're giving your money, treasure as well. It could be any one of those things. And all those things are partnering um, in the gospel. And we should do that. As a church, we do do that. And so that's the first half of the perspective. And next week we'll talk about um, the perspective of being the one on the receiving end of that partnership and kind of that perspective and how to act, how to navigate that. Let's pray and then we'll have communion together.